hard term limits in the future for members of Congress. I'm Lauren Cartagena with the Radio Pangea News Bulletin. House Republicans are reaffirming their commitment to passing a proposed amendment to place term limits on members of Congress. Earlier this year, South Carolina Representative Ralph Norman introduced an amendment to the U.S. Constitution that will limit those serving in the House to three terms for a total of six years and those serving in the Senate to two terms for a total of 12 years. Norma's office said that the measure, which received bipartisan support and has 86 co-sponsors, starts the term limit counter after ratification, meaning that politicians elected prior to that date would not yet be subjected to term limits. The idea of limiting congressional service has been tossed around amongst lawmakers for years, but has never resulted in any serious legislation as members continue their decades-long career in both chambers. Currently, there are 11 members of Congress who have more than 35 years in federal politics. Oregon Democrat Senator Ron Wyden, 42 years. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York, 42 years. Kentucky Republican Representative Hal Rogers, 42 years. New Jersey GOP Representative Chris Smith, 42 years. Maryland Democrat Stanley Hoyer, 41 years. Illinois Democrat Senator Dick Durbin, 40 years. Ohio Democrat Representative Marcy Captur, 40 years. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, 38 years and Maryland Democrat Ben Cardin, the youngster, was just 36 years in office. China threatened, quote, serious consequences after the United States sailed a destroyer around the disputed parcel islands in the South China Sea for a second day in a row, in a move Beijing claimed was a violation of its sovereignty and security. The warning comes amid growing tensions between China and the United States in the region, as Washington pushes back at Beijing's growingly assertive posture in the South China Sea, a strategic waterway it claims virtually in its entirety. The U.S. has no South China Sea claims itself, but has deployed naval and air force assets for decades to patrol the strategic waterway, through which around $5 trillion in global trade transits each year and which holds highly valuable fish stocks and undersea mineral resources. China said it drove an American ship away from the island, located a few hundred miles off the coast of Vietnam and the Chinese province of Hainan. A UN ruled resolution in 2016 claims that China has no legitimate or legal basis for the water under the 1982 United Nations Conventions on the Laws of the Sea, and Washington maintains that freedom of navigation and overflight of the waterway are in America's national interests. Both sides have stated their actions are justified under international law. For the third consecutive week, the weekend promises to be decisive for the banking sector, as investors fear more Silicon Valley bank-style collapses, which could be imminent. On March 10th, regulators had to shut down the bank, resulting in the second biggest failure in American history after the collapse of Washington Mutual in the financial crisis of 2008. Two days earlier, Silvergate Bank failed on March 12th. Regulators surprised everybody 
by announcing the shutdown of Signature Bank in New York just a day later. The crisis also reached Europe, pushing the Swiss government to force USB to urgently buy its competitor, Credit Suisse, for the modest sum of $3.24 billion. The Swiss government went so far as to change its laws to facilitate the merger. Credit Suisse shareholders are not going to vote on this deal, even though the law until now had required investors in a company being acquired to weigh in. Legal actions by investors who have lost everything, in particular those who have bought the debt issued by Credit Suisse, are now in progress. All eyes are now focused on First Republic Bank. First Republic Bank caters mostly to wealthy customers in the United States. A large majority of the bank's customers are uninsured, meaning that their deposits are not guaranteed by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Its unrealized losses represent about 40% of First Republic Bank's common equity tier one capital, which is the bank's highest quality capital and is fully available to cover losses. This means the bank may be extremely vulnerable to a bank run. A coalition of 11 large U.S. banks has tried to bail the bank out by bringing in $30 billion in deposits, but this has failed to reassure customers. Now, a sixth bank in four weeks, Deutsche Bank, may be teetering on the edge. The German bank has announced a plan to repurchase its debt. Normally, when a company redeems its debt, it means that it's being sold. But Deutsche Bank's announcement caused a steep sell-off. At one point, shares were down 15%. The bank's credit default swaps have also soared. These are insurance that investors holding a company's debt buy to protect themselves against the risk of default. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has now chimed in. He told reporters at an EU summit in Brussels that Deutsche Bank, quote, has modernized, organized the way it works. The question now is whether these words will achieve the intended objective, restoring confidence, and if they will prevent further bank collapses. I'm Lauren Cartagena, and this has been another Radio Pangea News Bulletin.